intersectional leaders. And then who loves their youth pastor? Why don't we get up for our youth pastors right now? I love that so many youth pastors showed up to camp to serve. What about Brother Gore? Don't we just love Brother Gore, that wonderful message last night? Thank you so much. I always take deliverance with a little bit of dirt. I don't mind getting dirtier, becoming even more undignified if I get to get deeper into the presence of God. And then to my wonderful wife, Natalie Nicole Hill, I would hate to do life without you. Thank you for being such a great mother to my beautiful girls, Kailea and Ira. They're so sweet. I'm glad that they get to travel with me. Can we honor my wife today? I love you so much. You're my world. Matthew chapter 7, if you have your Bible, say amen. If you're going to cheat and just look at the screen, say amen. Bunch of cheaters. Where's them cabot nights? Y'all was trying to cheat earlier during breakfast. Yeah, I'm, I see y'all back there on the left side. I'm watching y'all. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken unto him a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. So I'm going to say a rock. This is Jesus. He's here talking to this great multitude, the Sermon on the Mount. He said, whoever is following my words, someone say God's words. If you do them, not just hear them, but if you do them, I will call you a wise man who built his house on a rock. And when the rain descended and the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house. It did not fall, for it was founded upon a rock. Someone say a rock. A sure foundation. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, that's a fool. Someone say, that's a fool. Look to your neighbor and say, that's a fool. Who built his house upon the sand. They both look the same, but something underneath, something that no one could see. They looked apart. They sat at a youth camp, but yet there was something underneath the surface. It was a foundation that was built on sand, and the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Great was the fall of it. There's two houses, two very different outcomes, and today you and I get to decide what kind of outcome are we going to have. Are we going to be a wise person, a wise man, a wise woman, or are we going to be a fool, someone that doesn't obey the word of God? Can you throw your hands in the air one more time and can you lift your voice and say, God, search me, not just what's on the surface, not just what I can fool my pastor and my parents and what I can fool everyone else around me, but help me to get down deep and go deep into my heart. God, I'm not just satisfied to be like Naaman and be delivered and then go back to get leprosy all over again. I'm not satisfied just to get a touch of the, the Holy Ghost on the first night of camp and then two weeks later, I just go back to what I used to be. A month later, I lay down my commitments all over again. God, I don't want just deliverance with the side of dirt. God, I want to walk in authority. I want to walk in victory. I want to build my house on you in the name of Jesus. Can you clap your hands unto God one more time? Amen. You may be seated. The president of South Africa passed away in 2013. However, thousands and thousands of people thought he died in prison in the 1980s. This is known as the Mandela Effect. Look to your neighbor and say the Mandela Effect. This, this term was coined by Fiona Brony and she falsely remembered that this president of South Africa, Nelson Mandela, died in prison in 1980. 
But when she remembered this in the early 2000s, he wasn't even dead yet. She was so confused, and so she termed this coin the Mandela Effect. For instance, let's practice this. There's this old movie where this weird woman gives people apples, and she has a pointy finger and all this. She looks at the shiny thing on the wall, this mirror. What does she say to the mirror on the wall? Anybody know? It's not mirror, mirror on the wall. It's magic mirror on the wall. But somewhere along the way, we falsely remembered that because we heard it enough that we started to remember that. Maybe this guy that's wearing all black in this black cape, he cuts off his son's hand and he breathes like this. What does he say to his son when he reveals who he is? It's no, I am your father. But somewhere along the way, Brother Gore, we heard, Luke, I'm your father. And so that's what we quoted. It's known as the Mandela effect. It's where we know part of the information, but since we don't know all of it with the surety, our brain fills in the blanks and we remember it very, very differently. So I brought an activity for us to help us make sense of the Mandela effect. If you can put one of those first of the seven pictures up. Let's give it up for the media team, the sound team. They do great unsung heroes. No one knows you exist unless something goes wrong. I appreciate you guys. All right, who loves Cheez-Its? All right, we'll go this side because Brother Austin's on this side. If, it's, if this one is the correct one, I need you to stand up. If this one's the correct one. That's it, be confident. Don't sit back down. That's all right. Is, is it this one? Everyone's being so scared. What do you think it is, Brother Landon? Is it Cheez-Its? She's it? Singular? I think. Yeah, I know. Brother Gore is right. Is it cheese it? It is singular, but when we call it, we call it cheese it's. If you got it wrong, raise your hand. If you thought it was cheese it's, put that next picture up. All right. Fruit Loops or Fruit Loops? Who lo- Name your favorite cereal. Everyone yell your favorite cereal out on the count of three. One, two, three. All right. If you said Cinnamon Toast Crunch, go ahead, raise your hand. You're blessed and highly favored Cinnamon Toast Crunch lovers in the house. All right, if you think it's this one, if you think it's this one, I need you to stand up. Fruit Loops. That's it, be confident. You say yes? Y'all don't trust your district committee right here, these great men of God? If you're sitting down, you are absolutely correct. It is F-R-O-O-T Loops. Man, go ahead, go to that next one. All right, Fruit of the Loom, this is for the guys. All right, if we think it's this one over here, that thing's called a cornucopia. I don't really know what it is, but that's what it's called. If this is the correct one, you're right, you're right. If that's the correct one, I want you to stand up if you think it's this side. Nobody knows. If you are standing up, you are correct. There is no cornucopia in Fruit of the Loom. All right, if you've gotten all of them correct so far, go ahead and raise your hand. You've gotten all of them correct? Okay, we'll see if you can get all seven right. Go to the next one. Give me a break of that. All right. If you think it's this one, stand up. Anybody see the difference? Sister in the back, she said, it's definitely that one. I see you. I see you. If you think it's the one with the dash on it between kit and cat, stand up. 
You think it's that one, Brother Jason? You prefer Reese's? Is it Reese's or Reese's? If you say Reese's, raise your hand. If you say something else, raise your hand. We'll pray for you in a little bit, all right? So if you said this one and it has a hyphen, you're wrong. There is no hyphen in Kit Kat. All right, a couple more. All right, who hates the game of Monopoly? There's no such thing as family or friends in Monopoly. It takes five hours. If we play, I don't care. I'm not nice at all. All right. If you think it's this one, stand up. The right side. <laughs> you don't think he has a monocle? All right. Brother Jace is correct. There is no monocle. Riley, it's because the peanut man on, like, Planner's Peanuts, he has the monocle. They both got round, big heads, so that's why you kind of think that. Go to the next one. All right, who loves Oreos? Any original Oreo lovers more than any other Oreo? Who likes double stuff? Who likes mega stuff? Disgusting. Horrible disgusting. It's gross. I don't even know what that white stuff is inside. All right, if there is... Two F's in double stuff. I need you to stand up. Two F's in double stuff. This side. There's not a pattern. There's not a pattern. I'm not looking at notes, so that's why. I memorized which one's right, but there's not a pattern. I'm just going back and forth. What do you think? Two F's? There's one F? Your man of God, your youth president, doing a great job is absolutely correct. There is only one F and double stuff Oreo. Oh, I wish I was a Oscar Mayer. All right, if you think it's, which side did I do since you think it's a pattern? What side, what side should I pick? Left or right? All right, if you think it's the right one, M-E-Y-E-R, if you think it's the right one, stand up. Oscar Mayer. Everyone's doubting everything about their life right now. If you're standing up, I just want to let you know that you're wrong. It is M-A-Y-E-R. Is there any more? All right, if you got all of them correct, go ahead and stand up. If you got each and every one of them correct, let's give it up for them. Anybody else? Squad? Go ahead, Brody. It's the Mandela Effect. Look at your neighbor and say the Mandela Effect. It's where you remember most of something, but not all of it. And so your brain fills in the details. And what the enemy would love to do more than anything is that Arkansas Junior Camp and in your youth group is say, you know what? You can be close enough to the real thing, but not the real McCoy. You can be compromised and still be a Christian. You can be angry and still be a disciple. No, I've come to let you know that we stand on the Word of God. And there is a very clear difference. You can say that you love God all day, but we're not just hearers of the Word. We also got to be doers of the Word. Either He is Lord of all or He is not Lord at all. So I wonder if there's a junior camper, even at 10 a.m. in the morning, that's going to make up their mind. You know what? I'm not going to just look the part. I'm not going to just deceive my mom and my dad. I'm not going to just deceive my youth pastor. Eat deep inside what nobody sees. I'm going to follow God with all of my heart. 
that said, I'm not satisfied just being delivered on a Monday night and then going home three weeks later and doing what I used to do. I'm going to go home from this year's camp forever changed. I'm going to go home from this year's camp and teach a Bible study. I'm going to go home from this year's camp and start a walk with God. I'm going to pray every day. I'm going to fast regularly. I'm going to read the word of God. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to serve in my church. I'm going to be submitted. Why? Because it's not just what is seen. I want the inward parts to be right with God. The Mandela effect. The devil would love more than anything to deceive you and say it's good enough, Brother Landon, to just go down six times. At that point, you're already muddy naming, and so no one knows how many times you even dip. We lost count at three, four, or five, so you could just get out now and people just think everything's okay. But I'm not satisfied with just halfway because Jesus didn't go halfway to the cross. Jesus didn't just go halfway to the grave. And Jesus didn't just do half a resurrection. He went all the way and he's calling a 12, 13, 14, 15 year old to go all the way in their relationship with him. Here in Matthew chapter 7 we read this great story. This great story of these, these people that are listening to the teachings of Jesus. The Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes and how to walk with God and about prayer, fasting, Bible reading. And he's talking to them about these great principles on how they're supposed to build their life. Look to your neighbor and say, build your life. Look at someone, bump them a little bit and say, build your life. He talks to them about building their life and he says, whoever listens to me and does them, he's like a wise man. Someone say a wise man. Someone say a wise woman. It's like they built this house on a rock. They built their house on a rock. But whoever doesn't listen to me, Riley, Hudson, whoever doesn't listen to me, they're a fool. Someone say a fool. Because they built their house on sand. Evelyn, they built their house on something that won't stand. When the rain comes, so I have a question for you on this first morning. What is your foundation? Look to your neighbor and say, what's your foundation? Look at someone else and say, what's your foundation? By the end of this day, if you can't say that it's the word of God, then I've come to let you know you're being like that person that built their house on sand. You can look the part, but you can fool everybody else. I've come to let you know we have to build our lives on the word of God. Everything else will pass away, but the word of God will never pass away. What burdens me is when I get to preach out in this season of my ministry. I see so many students be delivered. I see so many students have their life changed. Jimmy, we celebrate with you. She received the gift of the Holy Ghost for the very first time last night. Don't we celebrate that, that God is working and God is moving. But when I, when I travel around and I see different students, they have this great move of God in a conference, this great move of God in a congress at this camp meeting or at a, at a youth camp, but then they go home and go back to the same mistakes. How many of y'all can be honest and say you've done that before? You've prayed prayers, but then a few weeks later, you've kind of not lived out the commitments. Go ahead, raise your hand high. Let's be honest. I've come to let you know, if you want to stop that cycle, if you want to get out of going back and forth and living for God and then struggling, living for God and struggling, I'm not saying it's always going to be easy, but if you want to make up in your mind today, what you have to do is get to the foundation. Someone say the foundation. It's not what anybody sees. It's something really, really deep. And your foundation is the word of God. So many people, they turn to social media, and that's their foundation. But how many of y'all remember what MySpace is? Does anybody know MySpace? 
Okay, every, every, everyone's connected or tagged or something. What was that one? That was before me. Everyone's connected. What is it called? How many of y'all know what everyone's connected is? How many of y'all know what Instagram is? How many of y'all know what Facebook is? How many of y'all know what Twitter is? One day, more than likely, those things are going to age out, and there's going to be some new social media platform, just like TikTok's kind of taking over everything, and Snapchat, which I don't suggest you get on those things, but I'm not your pastor. But one day, those social media things, so what, what good is it? If you spend hours and hours working on your filter, and that's your false foundation, and then one day you just lose all of your followers. What good is it if you can, from the outside, make everyone think that you're just this awesome person, you just live the best life, but yet you don't have a foundation? What about sports? That we wrap our lives around sports, and we can know all the sports stats, but we can't, we can't talk about a scripture at all. We can name all these sports stars and all their different games, but yet we can't talk about the Word of God. But what happens when Michael Jordan retires and Kobe retires and LeBron retires? Are we going to just keep falling in love with sports stars or are we going to fall in love with the word of God? What's our foundation? What about movies or, or media or hobbies or friendships? All that stuff is going to pass away. But the only thing that's never going to pass away is the word of God. Someone say the word of God. So today, I want you to make up in your mind that you're going to hide the word of God in your heart like Psalms 119.11 says, so that you might not sin against him. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, Hudson, and he will direct your path. If you want a good life, if you want a good marriage, if you want a good future, if you want a good ministry, any happiness, any joy, any peace, the only way you're going to get it is if you build your life on the word of God. Look to your neighbor and say, what's your foundation? One foundational thing that we have to make sure is a part of our lives is the oneness of God. Someone say the oneness of God. Hebrews 6, 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And what's his name? Isaiah 9, verse 6. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Not a Prince of Peace, not a Father, a Son. All of those names are Jesus. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. And the Word became flesh. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh justified in the spirit, seen among angels, preached unto Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. We believe in one God, and we got to build our whole lives on that. We don't believe in three gods. We don't believe that there's a lot of ways to heaven. There is only one way to heaven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the door. No man comes to heaven except by Jesus. That's your foundation, not sports, not money, not career, not fame. Our foundation has to be Jesus. If you're a brother, I want you to raise your hand. If you try to play basketball, raise your hand. If you try to play volleyball, raise your hand. If you play softball, raise your hand. If you love bacon, raise your hand. Come on, I felt that right there. Y'all got an organ? If you love bacon, just go ahead and put a witness in your spirit. Go ahead, raise your hand. Wave it right there. Don't you feel God moving now? We're talking about bacon. Mm. If you like staying up late and not waking up early, raise your hand. If you're the opposite, raise your hand. If you're extroverted, raise your hand. If you're introverted, raise your hand. If you like coffee, raise your hand. 
If you hate coffee, raise your hand. We can have a lot of different relationships. When you raise your hand that you like coffee, there's some people that don't, and that's okay. You relate to someone that likes coffee different than someone that doesn't like coffee. When you're playing basketball, you wear different equipment than when you play softball, but yet you have one name, and you are one person. You're not 18 different people. His name is Jesus. Yes, he's the Father. Yes, he's the Son. Yes, he's the Holy Spirit, but he's also the Deliverer. He's also the Provider. He's also the Healer. He's also the Strong tower he's also the first and the last which was and is and is to come the alpha and the omega he also is the rose of Sharon the lily of the valley he has a lot of different relationships hey last night Jimmy he was your savior someone else he was your deliverer someone else he was your healer someone else he was your your friend someone else he was your father but he has a name that's above every single name that at the name of Jesus every knee has got to bow and every tongue has got to confess I'm not going to be happy Halfway. I'm not just going to look the part. I'm going to hide it deep down. There is only one God, and his name is We believe in one God. That's a foundation. That's a foundation. I challenge you. You have to go home and learn those scriptures. God forbid on the way home, my wife and I get in an accident, and we go on to glory. My little baby girl, Kalea. Where's those two girls that held Ira last night? They were sitting over here. Where are they at? Yeah, you held her. God forbid, on the way home, my wife and I, we go to heaven. Ira grows up and she holds this Bible. And she says, what's essential? How do I build a foundation? Are we able to answer that? Well, there's one God. Well, where does it say that, Brother Jace? Well, uh. I know, the, I, know, I know how many games LeBron's won. I know all the new TikTok dances. I know all the latest memes. But what about the oneness of God? What's your foundation? What are you building your life on? I know you're only 12, 13, 14, but you don't have the rest of your life to figure this out. The devil is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's trying to destroy your life. So you better make sure when the rain comes, when the wind blows, that you have a sure foundation that you understand that there is only one God. Because either he is Lord of all or he is not Lord at all. Either he is Lord of all or not Lord at all. We also believe in new birth. Someone say new birth. John 3 verse 5, Jesus is talking to this man named Nicodemus. Everyone say Nick. He says, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except someone is born of water and of the Spirit. Someone say water. Someone say Spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, well, I don't understand what that means. And so Jesus explained it. When you be born again, you got to be baptized in Jesus' name. You have to receive his Spirit. We have to repent. We still believe that. Acts 2.38, can anybody quote it with me? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That's not something we just learn in kindergarten or in Sunday school. That's something we hide deep down because that's the way that we're going to make it to heaven. That's the way we're going to make sure that we live for God. That's our foundation. That's who you are. It's not camp culture. It's not your mom. It's not your dad. It's not your pastor. It's the word of God. It's the Bible. 
And new birth is all throughout scripture. In Joel chapter 2 verse 28, Jesus prophesies, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. In Numbers chapter 14, 16, Moses has this dream, Brother Landon, that all of God's people would be filled with his spirit and be prophets. Uh, uh, Isaiah talks about it in Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19, Romans chapter 5 through 8. All throughout the Bible, it talks about new birth. So let's break it down. Someone say Repentance. 1 John 1, 8 and 9, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us all of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We still believe no matter what you've done, no matter your mistakes, no matter your background, no matter your family, you can make your way to an altar and be delivered with a side of dirt. Your life can be forever changed in a moment, calling out on the name of Jesus and just telling him sorry for messing up. We believe in baptism in Jesus' name. Someone say in Jesus' name. Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other name, for there is no other name under heaven given to us whereby we must be saved. We believe in the infilling of the Holy Ghost. It's all throughout the book of Acts, all in the Old Testament. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 5, I would that you all would speak with tongues. I thank God in verse 18 that I speak in tongues more than you all. In verse 39, he says, and you better not tell someone, Brother Jonathan, that they shouldn't speak in tongues because we believe that that is the initial evidence that God has filled you with his spirit. We still preach that. That's not something for the first century church. That's not something just for your pastor. That's not someone with a degree or with a license. Every single child of God has to know that there is one God, that there is a new birth salvation that we have to follow. It's important. We're called to buy the truth and sell it. If you want to go home and never be the same, if you want to go home and change your world, you have to make up your mind that I'm going to build my life on the word of God. We still believe that we have to live differently than everybody else. Amen. We still believe in holiness. Someone say holiness. Now my daughter on the way here, she hates the car seat. Kailea hates the car seat. Brother Austin, Brother Jace, when we put her in the car seat, she's screaming, she's kicking, she just wants to run around the car. What kind of father would I be if on the way home I say, you know what, you hate the car seat. So you could just kind of sit in the back seat. What kind of danger would I put her life in? But what she doesn't understand is boundaries brings blessings. Structure brings safety. And when I'm driving her home, the only way she's going to get there safely, the only way she's going to get there alive is if I hold her in her car seat. It's not because I'm trying to tie her down or not let her enjoy life. It's because I want her to have freedom when we get home. I want her to be able to walk up and down the steps. I want her to be able to play with the toys. God wants you to enjoy heaven, which is your heavenly home for all of eternity. But the only way you're going to get there is sometimes if you got to live holy. If I don't talk like that, I don't walk like that, you know what? I I don't watch those things. It's not because God's trying to tie you down. It's because he's trying to get you home safely. He's trying to get you home whole. Why? Because he loves you so much. Paul wrote in Romans 12 verses 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy. Someone say holy. holy. 
holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind so you can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. First Peter chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. But as God called you as holy, you also be holy in all matters of your life. Be ye holy, for I am holy, saith the Lord. This is our foundation. This is our foundation. Look to your neighbor and say, what's your foundation? Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, they're wise. They're building their life below the surface, what nobody can see. But it matters so much. Because when the rain comes, when the storm happens, their life is still going to stand. Whoever doesn't do them, they might hear it, but they don't obey it. They're a fool. Because when life gets hard, when camp is over, we're not surrounded by such a great youth committee. They always go back to the same mistakes. Because they didn't hide God's word in their heart. They didn't make the commitment and live it out after camp. Look to your neighbor and say, what's your foundation? Look at someone else and say, what's your foundation? The Millennium Tower is the tallest residential building in San Francisco. It's 645 feet tall. Someone say 645. It costs $350 million to build. How many of y'all has $350 million in the house? You better put your hand down. You ain't going to make it out of here. I'll buy everyone snow cones. I'm watching you. $350 million. It started in 2005, and it took four years to finalize the, the building. It sits on a 10-foot mat foundation and held in place by 950 reinforced concrete piles that are roughly 14 inches wide sunk 60 to 90 feet into the earth. It was built to withstand an 8.2 earthquake, and the windows are built to withstand hurricane-force winds. There are 366 condos in the tower. This penthouse, which is on the screen, sold for $13 million. That room cost $13 million. It started sinking all of a sudden in December 2016, and the, the residents were informed they were told it had sunk over one feet, one foot in one corner of the building. Lawsuits started happening. People started getting sued. Windows started to crack due to the shifting foundation and the leaning. Fast forward to today, 2023. The building is currently, this beautiful $350 million building is leaning 30 inches over. Amongst the locals in San Francisco, it's called the Leaning Tower of San Francisco. They're spending $100 million to put 18-foot steel piles down into the bedrock, past the soil to stabilize the building from continuing to sink or lean. And even with the fix, the building is still going to lean. They're just hoping to prevent it from leaning any more. As the musicians come, this $350 million building, it looked apart from the outside, but deep down, the foundation was not right. Jesus tells this story to a group of followers just like you. 
And he said that both houses had windows. Both houses had nice doors. Both houses had the state-of-the-art roof. They had great rooms. They had all the amenities. But yet when the storms of life came, something under the surface is what corrupted the whole building. So I'm speaking to a pastor's kid, a minister's kid. You might look out and say, I just want to go and learn the world and make the mistakes and get a testimony. You have the greatest testimony in the entire world because you're being raised in the house of God. I would hate my daughters to have my story. I want them to have my wife's story. She never drank. She never smoked. She never cussed. She's always just loved God and lived for God. Has it always been easy? No. But she made up her mind that the Bible and God is going to be her foundation. So to a minister's kid, you're not missing out on anything because nothing is worth having if it's going to cost you your relationship with God. Nothing is worth having, not social media, not money, not fame, not friendships, not a boyfriend, not a girlfriend. Nothing is worth having if it's going to cost you your relationship with Jesus Christ. Nothing. You have all the tools and a great mom and dad and a great church and a youth pastor. You have all the tools and you're not going to make it by your mom and dad's foundation because one day you're going to be like Moses and you're going to be out on your own and when his mother could hide him no longer, he was exposed to the Nile River. But the only way he survived the same environment as every other two-year-old and under boy is that he had a basket. So you better fall in love with the word of God for yourself, not mommy and daddy, not church, but for yourself. You might be like me, come from a broken home, divorced parents. You weren't always in this wonderful thing we call the body of Christ. Well, I don't have a family name. I don't, I don't come from this big church. My youth group's only three. My, my church is only 15. None of that matters if you start picking up some tools and you dig down deep and you start putting together a foundation because you can go home and change your world. How is your youth group going to grow? How is your family going to ever be saved if you don't have a foundation? If in three weeks after camp, you're going back to the same things you used to do. But if you go home and you have the fruit of the Spirit, if you go home and you have the love of God on you, you can change your family. You can reach your mom and dad. You can change your world. You can grow your youth group. You can grow your church. But the only way you're going to do it is if you get down deep when no one can see all alone and you build your life on Jesus Christ. I can preach that confidently because after I went home from camp, Luke Levine preached about the anointing of God. I went home and said, I got to change my world. I started teaching Bible studies. The first person I ever baptized in Jesus' name was my older sister, and she, her life has forever changed. She's a Sunday school teacher in Florida now, not because of me, all because I just made up my mind at a camp altar. I'm not going back to watching that stuff. I'm not going back to listening to that stuff. Why? Because even though no one can see it, I want my heart right. I got to build my life on the Word of God. Nothing else matters if my foundation is not there. Lift your hands right now. Why don't you start to talk to God? Search your heart right now. God, I love 
Everyone standing, everyone standing. In a moment, we're going to search our hearts. But before we do, in a moment, I'm going to ask you to come to the altar. We printed out these sheets of paper that have just a few scriptures. Not all of them, definitely. But just a few scriptures. If you want your life changed, if you want to break generational consequences, if you want to go home and win your family, if you want to go home and not just live for God because your mom or your dad or go from camp to camp living for God, if you want to live for God each and every day, if you want the call of God in your life, it starts with the call to God. So I challenge you, for the next 30 days, someone say 30 days. Look to your neighbor and say 30 days. Look to someone else and say 30 days. For the next 30 days, I want you to read each and every scripture on the sheet of paper. If you don't understand any of them, I want you to go and talk to your youth pastor, talk to your pastor and say, hey, teach me a Bible study. What does this mean? How can I better understand the word of God? Because I want my life built on God. Because if you really want your life changed, it's not just what you do here. Yes, that matters, but it's what you do out there. And so this great youth committee is gonna equip you today with some scriptures to help you to build your foundation. Can you make your way to this altar right now? Can you grab a sheet of paper? Then we're gonna give some instruction. That's it, everybody come and grab a sheet of paper. social media, more than sports stats, more than a college degree, more than a great family. That's all just windows and doors. That's all carpet and hardwood. That's all the furniture. But all that's going to go away if you don't build your life on the Word of God. It's it make room, make room for everybody to be able to get one. That's it, Landon. You're going to build your life on Jesus today. Lexi, you're going to build your life on Jesus today. I believe it. Calvary girls, y'all are going to build your life on Jesus. I believe it. Coffee drinkers, you're going to build your life on Jesus. That's it. Make sure everyone gets one. I want you to look at that sheet of paper right now. I challenge some of you to memorize these. Not just quizzing. Quizzing is all just about you learning the scriptures. We don't really actually care about the trophies. We just want the word of God in your heart. Trophies are secondary. But I challenge some of you to read this and memorize it. Someone say 30 days. Someone say 30 days. If you're going to make that challenge while you hold that sheet of paper, I wonder if you can raise your other hand right now. And can you start to talk to God? I want you to make that commitment out loud to God. God, I come from a great family, but you know what? I got to build my own foundation. God, I come from a broken family, but I can change generational consequences. It ran in my family until it ran into me at an altar at a youth camp. I'm going to build my life on you. For 30 days, I'm going to read scripture. For 30 days, I'm going to pray every day. Whatever I have to do to build my life on you.
that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. Would you look at me? We're about to pray in a moment. Jacob, when his name was changed to Israel, his trajectory was forever changed. What was he laying on? A rock. Someone say a rock. He got alone. Someone say alone. And he found a rock. He called that place the place of God, the house of God. Your life can be forever changed if you build your life on the rock, which is Jesus Christ. I want you to find somewhere in this sanctuary and I want you to pray. Maybe you go to the back in the corner. Maybe you go find a pew and you just kneel down or lay down. Maybe you come and kneel down here. But I want everybody to just find a place alone for a moment. And I want you to make the commitments that only you know how to pray. I want you to talk to God as honestly and transparently as you can. Not going through the motions. Not just doing the prayers you've always done. But I want you to really talk to God about what's deep down in your heart. And I want you to make up your mind. I'm going to build a foundation foundation starting today and for the next 30 days I'm going to build holy habits I'm going to get into the word of God I'm going to hide his word so deep in my heart I don't want to just go back from camp and be the same I'm not just going to backslide and then pray back through at youth congress and then backslide and pray back through at holiday youth convention I want my life forever changed I'm going to go home and change my family I'm going to go home and grow my church I'm going to serve in my local church I'm going to answer the call to ministry but it all starts with your foundation because the rain is going to come. The storms are going to come. But I believe that there's 300 junior campers at Arkansas in 2023 that are going to stand no matter what comes because their life is built on Jesus Christ. That's it. Why don't you lift your voice right now, Brody? Lift your voice right now, Hayden. God is waiting on you. God is waiting on you to change your life. Build your life right now. Get that spiritual shovel out and dig down deep. Make sure that you have a sure foundation so that you can stand.